Hello everyone and welcome to the Eddie Proudfoot Podcast. Today on our 16th episode, we are going to be talking about spells in Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. So let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to go over the different types of spells you'll encounter in D&D. Broadly speaking, there are three types. There are the spells that deal damage by making you roll a spell attack. There are spells that deal damage by making your target or targets roll saves. And then there are all of the utility spells that do not directly deal damage. These are very broad in scope, and we're not really going to go too much into them today, but there's healing spells, there's buff spells, there's spells that can send messages, there's spells that can teleport creatures, summon creatures, raise the dead, destroy or create water, all sorts of different types of spells exist in Dungeons & Dragons, but we're going to focus today on the ones that deal damage, and we're going to explain how they broadly work. So, in your spellcasting ability, there is a couple of numbers that it tells you to calculate. One of these is called your spell attack bonus. And this is used anytime you cast a spell that requires you to make an attack roll. So when you do an attack roll with a spell, it's very similar to a weapon attack where you roll a d20 and add a modifier. Now this modifier for a weapon, as we remember, is your strength or dexterity modifier plus your proficiency. Well, for a spell, your spell attack bonus is going to be your spell casting ability modifier plus your proficiency. So it's very similar. So you add that number anytime you do one of these spell attacks. And how will you know if a spell needs you to make an attack roll? Well, it'll say in the description of the spell, make a spell melee attack or make a spell ranged attack. It'll have some sort of phrasing that indicates you need to make an attack roll. Now, on the other hand, there are spells that force your target or targets to make a save. And when they do that, the DM will ask for your spell save DC. This is the number that your targets need to meet or beat on their save in order to not be affected by your spell. And to calculate this number, it is simply 8 plus your proficiency modifier plus your spell casting ability modifier. Or, in a simpler way, it's 8 plus your spell attack bonus that we just calculated. So if you are casting one of these spells that forces someone to make a save, that is the number they need to meet or beat to not be affected. Now, some higher level spells will still have an effect on a target even if they succeed the save. Typically, this is dealing half the damage or something along those lines. However, this only happens for spells after a certain level. Usually, levels 3 and higher is when you start to see this effect take place in some spells. Classically, the best example of this is Fireball, which is a level 3 spell. Okay, so then there's all the healing spells, and we're going to come back to healing spells in the next episode, as well as all the utility spells, when we just broadly explain how to read a spell description and understand what's going on. For the rest of today's episode, though, I want to just highlight something that I don't think has been articulated in the last two episodes on the spellcasting ability, and that is knowing how many spell slots you have available at every level of your character, and knowing how many spells you should have on your character sheet, whether you are a known caster or a prepare caster. So for known casters, this is very simple. You just go to your class summary table and there is a column that says spells known. That is the number of spells you should have on your character sheet. And then next to it, you can see the progression of how many spell slots you have at each spell level. So it'll say how many cantrips you have, how many first level spell slots, second, third, fourth, etc. Interestingly enough, for all of the full casters, the spell slot progression grows the same for all of the casters. So if you are a wizard at level 15, you'll have the same number of spell slots available as a bard at level 15. 
Now, if you are a prepare caster, so this, I'm going to include wizards in this because it is the same for them, even though they prepare from their spell book and not their spell list in chapter 11. To figure out how many spells you have prepared, it is going to be your spell casting ability modifier plus your level of that class. So if you are a wizard, it is your intelligence modifier plus your current wizard level. So if you have a maxed out spell casting ability at 20, then that means that you're going to get plus five. And if you are at level 20 in your class, so if you are a level 20 wizard with 20 intelligence, you can have 25 spells prepared at once. Finally, if you are a paladin, because you're a half caster, the number of spells you can prepare is your charisma modifier plus half your paladin level rounded down. And for rangers, they're known casters, but if you look at the number of spells they get to know, it's half of the full caster's known spells, so it's done in a very similar fashion. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Eddie Proudfoot Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please follow us on Instagram, Spotify, or Twitter. And as always, may the gods have mercy on your soul.